Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Wake Up Into Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, and I'm with my great friend again this week, Dean Briggs, and I'm going to bring him on to the podcast in a minute, but but uh, we're doing this live, live uh, Facebook right now, so um, he's on here already, and everybody can see him, and and um, it's we're, it makes for an interesting uh, few minutes here. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I, I have a fantastic testimony. So I, I have this guy that inboxed me uh, yesterday and he says, he says, Barry, I am loving your podcast. I started listening to the, the few of um, the ones that you're you just did. Uh, went through the one with Dean Briggs and I on the covenants and he's getting so much. He got so much out of it, Dean. And, and but he says, I went back to the beginning. I've been enjoying this so much. I went right back to the beginning of your podcast and I started listening to it. And on the third podcast, you prophesied to a guy by the name of Bob. And I won't tell, show his name, but he says, I, I begin to call out about how, you know, alcohol and, and having this addiction and, and this. And I began to call out words of knowledge in his life. And, and he says, you did, God had you do that for me. He says, I was that guy. You described my life to a T and I received my deliverance and I received that right now. And he was so encouraged by it. So I just want to say to you, th these podcasts are actually helping people. So share them out, uh, become a, a partner maybe with our ministry so that we could continue on doing everything we could do. So anyway, without further ado, I want to introduce and bring on Dean Briggs. Once again, Dean, just in introduce yourself a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I uh, have an itinerant ministry, uh, just traveling, teaching, equipping the body of Christ, uh, happily married, eight kids, sixth grandchild on the way. I also uh, labor with different prayer networks, um, uh, Battle for Canada, all my Canadian friends, Revival Reformation Alliance, International Prayer Connect, uh, and uh, a part of the leadership here at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City. Amen. Amen. So you're you're hanging out with uh, Mike Bickle a little bit here and there. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. What a tremendous ministry they are and um, in the earth. Thank God for Mike Bickle. Thank God for you, Dean. And I love being with you. So we were on a show on Wednesday. We just did a podcast and you guys noticed that the back workings of what goes into a podcast now <laughs> on Facebook Live. But we just did a show for last week on the podcast, but it really was set up and teed, teed us up because I felt such a witness on what we were both sharing on the reset on Wednesday when we were on doing a show with our, our great buddies from RRA. Yeah. Um, but um, where do where would you like to start off today? What's what's on your heart? Because I got a couple of scriptures that I, I could tee us up with. Um, I think you should go for it. I just want to eventually get to Luke and and the angels' Absolutely. proclamation over, uh, over uh, you know the shepherds, uh, the yeah. birth of Christ. That's where we're going. Yeah, I, I I can jump in at a couple spots, or you jump in. I don't care. Okay, okay. Let, let me let me read this scripture. 
So it, it, this is in Judges chapter six, just a phenomenal scripture. And, and you know Gideon and how Gideon was trampling the, the harvest, the wheat in the wine press. So he's hiding in the wine press in, in the garden in his territory. So he's, he's in this inner sanctum and he's hiding and he's afraid that, that the, the, the people, the, the enemy would come and steal his harvest again. So he's, he's in a place where he shouldn't be doing something he should be doing. Um, and, and he's afraid. And then the angel of the Lord sh shows up and, and he basically says, mighty man of God. <laughs> and, and I want to tell you, don't be, don't be conformed by what you're going through. Don't be defined by what you're going through because Gideon was a mighty man when he didn't feel like it and certainly didn't look like it. And I want to tell you, you, ladies and gentlemen, are uh, who you became at your born again experience. This is who you are. You are a son or daughter of the most high God. Okay, so he's 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 doing he's grinding he's grinding up all this he's he's getting ready he's threshing things out and and then he, God gives him some some dictations on what he has to do to defeat the enemy that he's running from and hiding from, and here it is now Gideon perceived and this is Judges chapter six verse twenty two now Gideon perceived that he was uh, the angel of the Lord and so Gideon said Alas O Lord for I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Verse 23, then the Lord said to him, peace be with you. Do not fear, you shall not die. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and he called it, the Lord is peace. To this day, it is still in Orpha of the uh, Abazites. Um, so I'm just gonna read just two more verses. Now it came to pass the same night that the Lord said to him, take your father's young bull, the second bull of seven years old, and tear down the altar of Baal that the father has and cut down the wooden image and it is besides, and, and that is beside it. Verse 26, and this is a scripture I wanted to get to. And build an altar to the Lord, your God, on top of all the other altars. There, there is a, the 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 Lord, the Prince of Peace. And, and, and last week, and a few minutes ago on this Facebook Live, I released the scripture in Isaiah chapter nine that speaks about the Prince of Peace and that his government and his peace is never coming to an end. We need to build an altar and call it the Lord is peace. He is the God of peace. And it's the God of peace that will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. Did you hear that? Ladies and gentlemen, it's the, it's the God of peace that will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. Dean and I talked an awful lot uh, on, on the last, last part of this broadcast about walking, being the storm walkers. Like your feet are pre prepared with the gospel of peace. There is something about peace that we need to enter into peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And he and Dean's going to get into that scripture in a minute. But there, the God of peace, who shod your feet with peace, is about to crush Satan underneath your feet. How does he do that? The Bible says in the verse previous to that, uh, it, it says that be excellent at what is good, be innocent at what is evil. 
be good, be, be wise at what is good. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to be an expert on evil. You don't even have to have to be an expert on, on, on the molecules of water and how you can walk on water. You don't have to be an expert on any of that. But what you need to do is you need to be an expert on what is good. You need to be excellent at what is good. You need to be innocent of evil, excellent at goodness. And then the Bible says the very next scripture, the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. Hallelujah. What do you have to say about that, Mr. Bean Briggs? I, I, I love it. I think you're actually setting up a dynamic that um, I think works perfect, perfectly for things that you and I care a lot about mm. in a new covenant expression. Yes, sir. Because what you just described is, uh, has the potential to liberate or enslave a person, wow. depending on their orientation. We'll break that down. Yeah. So the, because to be excellent is a matter of how we approach the, the satisfaction of that requirement. How are we excellent? In the last podcast, we talked about the storm walkers and most of what we, we shared was the external circumstance of storms in our lives. Mm -hmm. But really one of the greatest challenges are the internal storms that people have in trying to please God, in, in uh, facing life in such a way. Most Christians want to please the Lord. They're trying to follow the Lord. I'm not really trying to address the casual Christian here, the person that, you know, is, is looking for shortcuts. Most believers, I, I, I feel, are seeking to know God, or at least that's the ones that are going to be watching it. your podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, so, the 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 orientation we have to who God is and the covenants he has made with humanity can set us up for internal storms or internal peace right because uh if i am striving to obey the lord please the lord satisfy the lord that's actually uh, that is an excellent spirit we want that and we want the god of peace to crush satan under our feet yeah. But if I if I fail, if I have a, 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 an addictive uh, habit that leads me into sin, if I'm striving to do something and I good and fail or avoid something bad uh, and, and I fail, then the conviction that comes on that can easily become condemnation right. that robs us of peace. And we're wondering, where is the God of peace who's going to crush Satan under my feet? But we don't know the dynamics that's robbing us of peace because right. we aren't properly understanding how we've tried to create our own peace through our own performance. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, you know, when we are oriented to God through the law, we have to fulfill the law entirely. Right. Now this isn't this isn't what you were saying in terms of an excellent spirit Barry. Mm -hmm. My point is there are so many that interpret the promises of God and read scripture with an old covenant heart that when we hear that call to excellence or that call to wholehearted obedience or that call to abandonment to God which is all biblical and good 
But if we are oriented towards satisfying Moses to achieve that, then the problem is we have to obey Moses 100% of the law and 100% of the time, or we will feel condemned in our efforts. Our excellence will turn against us. We will be robbed of peace, right. and we will not know the, the the actual plan of the Lord to produce righteousness and peace in us. So, uh, you, you know, I th- I think we, I think one of our podcasts we looked at uh, Galatians five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I testify again to you, every man who accepts accepts circumcision, he is obligated to keep the whole law. Yeah. Well, okay, so circumcision was just one. It was a very important thing, but in Paul's mind, it was. Hey, if you're trying to say you're righteous before God with this one thing, here's what you got to know. You got to do it all. Right. If your righteousness is going to be determined by one act of fidelity to the law, then every other part of you must be faithful to the law. And this is part of the storm, right? They get set up internally. I can succeed here and here and here, but I fail here. And that brings condemnation to the whole. And now my life is perpetually internally in a place of storms because I can't feel the satisfaction or peace of God. Well, uh, uh, you keep reading in Galatians 5, you get down to verse 16, and it gives the answer. If you walk by the Spirit, you won't gratify the deeds of the flesh. So it's as simple as Mm -hmm. follow the Spirit. And you won't do the things that break the law. You won't satisfy the flesh. But if you try to achieve the same outcomes as that by controlling your flesh, you're in a place of constant inner battle Yeah, because your source is your own strength against the law rather than the strength of God within by his spirit. This is the setup for the good news. Right. I'll hit pause there so you can jump in. Well, just for any sustainability, because God comes in with miracles. He'll he'll come in with a deliverance. But for you to have sustainability, you have to have the infrastructure of your life receiving the peace. Amen. I mean, it's an inside job. It's from the inside out. That peace that is dwelling on the inside of us must permeate our beings and come out of us that way. And so that's how you live the life of sustainable peace. That's how you live a life of sustainable victory. It's, it's not a, it's not a, uh, a Sunday, Wednesday or Christmas and Easter Christian that supernatural walking out of the victories that Christ purchased on at Calvary. This is somebody that's consecrated. And this is somebody that is, you know, living from their righteousness, yes, but but because of the righteousness of God, now they can live holy. So it, it's it's the internal work of peace. I'll tell you, Dean Briggs and everybody watching and listening, the greatest thing, actually, Dean, ask me, what is the greatest thing you received? Barry, what is the greatest thing you've received? In my salvation, are you making reference to? Is that what you're making yes. reference to, uh, Barry, in your salvation, what is the greatest thing Very, very good question. And my answer is, I received the peace of God that passed all understanding. Yes. The peace. And my umpire is peace. You know, you have a back catcher and behind the back catcher in baseball, there's an umpire and he calls it, whether it's a ball or a strike. That's awesome. Tell you, 
peace is my umpire. That's awesome. Like walking in the spirit is not difficult. Walking in the spirit is following peace as your umpire and favor being your guide. If you see favor on something, it doesn't, it, it, 99% of the time, that's not the devil. Uh, because if you're living the consecrated life unto God. So all these promises, like every, every prophecy is, con- there's a contingency. There's, there's, this, there's this potential of it, but it has to be implemented. The gifts, the callings, the elects, the dream, they have to be laid hold of. You have to step into them and you have to implement them. The whole world is waiting for the manifestation of the true sons and daughters of God. That word that word sons there in the Greek is huios or huios, which means a son that takes on the likeness and the character, not just a technon, which is another Greek for son, which is a biological son of birth, but this is a huios, the, the huios, the, the ones that take on the character. So w- when we're dealing with this, we, we have to understand the inner workings. And over the last three years specifically, God has ran, wrenched up, ratcheted up, and, and tried to get us to a place of the, of the inner workings of our infrastructure being at peace so that we could handle the weightiness of the peace that he wants to distribute through us as a weapon of mass destruction against the plans of the evil one in all of our spheres of influence. So good. So, so just connecting, because there's a little bit of continuity between our last yeah. podcast yeah. and yeah. this one, yeah. the storm walkers who yeah. are, who prevail over turbulent and chaotic circumstances. Yeah. But now we're driving to, you're calling it the infrastructure the yeah. internal workings that actually establish peace inside so that we can prevail outside. And, and this is critical because we can't prevail outside with consistency. We will have momentary victories, yeah. and but just as many defeats if our internal world and our internal infrastructure is not deeply established in peace and we can't be deeply established in peace. If we are constantly thinking that God has a controversy with us, he's angry with us. He's disappointed in us. And so we strive harder and we fail more or we succeed and we begin to live in pride. And now he is resisting us. And so that that if we don't get that internal world right, the external promises become uh, uh, difficult to uh, achieve with consistency. And that's why this conversation is so important. We're driving straight to Luke when the angels pronounced something on earth. Yeah. But I, I, can, can I keep going, Barry, or you got something yeah, you want to jump I, in? I would say for the sustainability of equity of victory. Because the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow. So there's, there is an, an opportunity for equity of victory in every area of our lives and to have it sustainable. But in 30 seconds, just before we hit to that scripture, in 30 seconds, how do we biblically have peace on the inside of us? And we know. Well, Barry, that's what a fantastic question. I think we should talk about that. Let's just tee that up right there. I just tee. So I, I want. I want to, before we go to Luke, though. I want to look at Isaiah fifty-four. <laughs> oh, Isaiah, Isaiah fifty-four. Is just, as we is, speak, 
What's that? I'm turning to it as we speak. Okay. Isaiah 54 describes a woman who was previously barren, yeah. embarrassed, single barren, single barren woman. Cry so, aloud. Right. So it, it, it's working through in Isaiah 54, the, the, the challenge of barrenness. Mm. We can say in national Israel, but we personalize it, the barrenness of our own lives. Yeah. Uh, it it, 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 it answers it with a relationship. You aren't barren anymore. You're beloved. God's yeah. pronouncement over you is you are beautiful and you are beloved. Now you have to remember, Barry, what comes before 54? Uh, 53. 53. Isaiah 53 is the, tr- the, the climactic, <laughs> dramatic, and, and terrifying right. work of yeah. Christ on what the Jesus cross. Jesus did at the cross. Yeah. It is the great Old Testament passage of the suffering, atoning work of Christ on the cross. Yeah. He took all of our shame. Oh, he took oh. all of our barrenness. Oh. He took all of our grief, all, all of our sorrows, all of our sickness. All. Barry, what does all mean in the Greek? All. All. He took it all in 53. The only reason 54 can be 54 is because 53 comes before it. And so now everything changes. The barrenness is broken. We speak out of a new life. We speak out of a new promise. We speak out of a new hope. We aren't on the other side. It says, uh, if you just read through it, I encourage people read Isaiah 54 today. Uh, Verse seven, for a brief moment, I deserted you in overflowing anger for a moment. I hid my face from you. See, we have to see this in covenantal language. This is describing to Israel the perils of their disobedience according to the law that caused them to be exiled. Right. They were carried into Babylon. They were barren. Their promises, they were forsaken. It's why when they come back, it says, sing barren woman. I'm going to make you fruitful in the land again. You're beautiful to me. You're desirable to me. But we have to understand the law permitted that exile. The law brought about a curse. They earned the curse through their disobedience. And it caused this separation where God never divorced himself, but they felt divorced. They felt widowed. But what is the answer of Isaiah 54? It says, here's what's now coming to pass. I have sworn I won't be angry with you anymore. These are like the days of Noah to me. I swore in that I won't be angry. I'm establishing my covenant of peace. It shall not be removed. My covenant of peace. Peace. It shall not be removed. The old peace, the God of peace, the covenant of peace, the, the prince of peace, the peace that is never ending and ever increasing in which the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. My God. Exactly. So Barry, has the earth ever flooded again? No, sir. Not a, not as no, no, so same way. God is using something on the dramatic scale of his promise to Noah. I did that once. I'll never do it again. Right. And in that context, he says uh, he adds some emotional qualities of how he's going to relate to humanity. 
He's going to establish a different kind of covenant. It's going to be a covenant of peace. He won't be angry with us anymore. Verse 14, in righteousness, you shall be established. At verse 15, get this. If anyone stirs up strife, it's not from me. Whoever stirs up strife shall fall because of you. And he gets to no weapon formed against you will prosper. No, no tongue that rises up against you will succeed. He's not going to be angry. His covenant of peace will be established. In righteousness, we will be established. And if anyone stirs up strife, it's not from him. Okay, well, what happens when I fail? What happens when I feel distant? What happens when I I, 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 I go to a good holiness preacher yeah. And he tells me, God is angry with you. Yeah. You have you have uh you you have divorced yourself from the Lord and you have to come back to him. God says, actually, that's not from me, because yeah. that was the terms of another covenant. I'm yeah. not saying it wasn't the covenant of Moses, it was, yeah. but the covenant of peace was going to redraw the lines of relationship. You yeah. can't listen to a message that says God is angry with you and be in the new covenant. You can be in the old covenant, yeah. but you can't be in the new covenant because yeah. he promised after Isaiah 53, I'm not mad at humanity anymore. Yeah. And yeah. that's where we now get the covenant of peace is about to be announced in Luke. The angels show up. Yeah. Hang on a, just a second. Yep. There are so many people right now. Do you know that I think it was as high as 75% of people that used to be in insane asylums are there because they believe they sinned away their day of grace? Exactly. There are so, I, and, and we need to just, let us help you today. You're being healed. You're being delivered by the word that Dean is even speaking right now. But I speak a spirit of deliverance, an anointing of deliverance, a deliverance according to Colossians chapter one, verse 13. You've been delivered from the from the power of darkness and you're being delivered into the kingdom of the son of his love, the kingdom of light. And I decree and declare a breaking off of old covenant mentalities, a breaking off, I decree and declare a severing of the lie of the devil that God is angry at you, that you sinned away, that you did too much, that you that you, that you did that. I want to tell you, you have a grace to repent. And I release a grace to repent so that you lift off. You, Psalm 66, 18 says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. You're not regarding iniquity in your heart. You are not one that wants to live a sin-filled life. You want deliverance. I know that. God knows that. You want to walk in holiness. You want to walk in the, the valley and the fruitfulness of your righteousness. And I decree and declare over you, you are the righteousness of God. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus right now. In Jesus' mighty name, receive it. You are no longer a dirty, rotten, scumbag, sinner saved by grace. You have now become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus on your worst day. And because of that, you can live a holy life and you can live an abundant life and you can live a peaceful life and you don't have to receive the condemnation. Whenever, ladies and gentlemen, you begin to receive condemnation, that's from the devil. Conviction is from the Lord. Condemnation pushes you away from the throne. Conviction brings you close. Learn the voice. Whose voice are you listening to? Condemnation pushes you away. Conviction brings you closer. 
there's a difference. One comes from the enemy and the law, and the other one comes from God and the new covenant. And it is a new covenant of peace to you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Barry, let's let's just look at this together again, because I really yeah. want people to get this. Verse 10 and 11. Of, For though the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, Isaiah my steadfast love shall not depart from you. My covenant of shalom shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. And listen, here, here we are in the last podcast. Oh, afflicted one, storm-tossed and not comforted. Oh, my God. Storm. No, the covenant of peace is changing the storm. The, 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 the previous anger of a righteous God validated and justified by the law towards humanity that we're describing an entirely different construct here and you can't partially be in the new and partially be in the old because you will return to well god must be angry with me god must have removed his love from me god must not feel compassionate for me and now my inner world is storm tossed mm -hmm. but the covenant of peace establishes us in righteousness. It establishes us in righteousness because it establishes righteousness in us. And so the purpose of the law was to do exactly the thing that verse 15 describes, stirring up strife. It was a perpetual reminder of failure. It was a perpetual reminder of the limited power of the old covenant system to produce atonement, mercy, forgiveness. It was a perpetual reminder of sin. It was a stirring up of strife within strife, the controversy of God with man, the controversy of man in our fallen nature. And, and, and yet uh, uh, we're being challenged to leave that widowed, barren, divorced mindset and Amen. enter into the delight of God over our life. This is the covenant of peace that gets pronounced now in Luke. Angels show up. Angels show up. In Luke chapter two, is it? Yeah, but 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 the prophecy given to Zechariah in chapter one, verse 79, before he's okay. prophesying over the son that uh, has been promised to his barren wife. Mm -hmm. Zachariah, the priest is going to, uh, and his wife uh, is going to give birth to John the Baptist, who will make a way for the Lord. And Zachariah is promising in verse 79, he's prophesying that the ministry of John the Baptist pointing to the Messiah is to give light to those who sit in darkness and guide our feet into the way of peace. The, the, wow. the forerunner ministry <laughs> and the Messiah is going to put our feet finally on the path of peace. And then chapter two, after 4,000 years of the controversy of strife in our soul, the storm-tossed, afflicted race of humanity, trapped under Adam's burden of sin, rebels to God, deserving of the wrath of God, the justice of God, enemies of God in our sin, we fully expect when God shows up, he's coming with a hammer for right. a thumping. 
And what do the angels say? Hang Verse on a second. 14. He, he's, hang on a second. He's coming with a hammer in judgment against everything contrary to us, to. not against us. And, and, and go ahead. You know, just before you, you jump in there, um, he said to guide our feet into the way of peace, to guide our feet. Our feet have been shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It's the gospel of peace. It's the truth about peace. What we're entering into, ladies and gentlemen, here today is revelatory. This, this gospel of peace that must be spoken to all the nations. And, and then it says in Romans 16, 19 says, I don't want to remember that old song back in the day, but anyway, it says, uh, part B, it says, I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil and the God of peace. Ha, will soon crush Satan underneath your feet shortly. The way of peace, the, to guide our feet into the way of peace. My God, my God. So we're getting the internal infrastructure that you're describing yeah. so that the inward, the inward life that is storm-tossed in performance and striving yeah. can be settled in the covenant of peace the pleasure of God in man, the satisfaction of the demands of righteousness, Isaiah 53, that overturns our barrenness and changes the rules of the game. So the angel <laughs> says to them in verse 10, Pivotal moment. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. What does all mean, Barry? All so this good news is for everyone. Yeah. No one is outside this news anymore. It's good news of great joy. Now, Barry, if I tell you, yeah, you can be right with God by doing right all the time. Yeah. That is true news. True. Yeah. That is true religious news. Your yeah. inner world can actually be at peace. If you do right, I've crossed all the, the T's and I've dotted right. all the I's, I've checked all the it. boxes, I'm good to go. You do it perfectly, every commandment, every nuance, all the time, you can have peace with God. That Except is true one, news. One caveat. But for the rest <laughs> of us, it's not good news. Yeah, no. So that true news is true religious news. But it doesn't bring great joy. It brings yeah. perpetual striving and condemnation. Yeah. This news is good news of great joy for all people. What is it? Verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth. Goodwill. Peace. Peace. Goodwill towards men with whom he is pleased. The stunning fact of Luke 2, the way of peace the Isaiah 54 promise of the covenant of peace is that Isaiah 53 is going to come out of this baby born. Yes. He is going to satisfy all the demands. He's going to change the nature of the game. Before it's done, he's going to hold up a cup of wine and bread, and he's going to say, I'm inaugurating a new covenant. The terms of the old covenant are going to change, and yeah. I'm going to establish that covenant of peace. Eat and drink, reenact that covenant in your souls. But we think God changed his disposition towards man at that point when Christ died on the cross. 
No, that was just the securing of yeah. the affection he already I mean, had. Yeah. Because here, Jesus is 33 years away from yeah. that moment, and God is already pleased with man. He is proclaiming my pleasure over you. This is the good news. Yeah. And it reframes what we think of God to primarily God having a controversy with man. The gospel is not primarily about God having a controversy with man, but God uh, uh, having a controversy with Satan who brought man into enslavement, defilement, depression, despair, corruption, decay, sickness, and death. And God is going to achieve his victory over Satan. It is good news. Mankind has always been loved. He's always occupied a place of, of, of pleasure in the heart of God because we are his image. Satan destroyed that, corrupted it. And the good news is I'm about to bring you back into the pleasure I've always felt for you where you don't have to strive anymore. You can just be my children. And when we learn how to rest in the being and rest in what God has made us and that you have become the crowning glory, you are the crown, you are always the crowning glory, even, even after the fall, you are still the crowning glory. And we give too much credence to what happened in that garden. I know some specific, some really terrible things, but we made Satan bigger than he, he really is. And when, at the end days, you're going to look at, the Bible says, you're going to look at him and he said, this is the one that shook the nations. With, with amazement, because we see the enemy still ruling and reigning. And I want to tell you, Colossians uh, 2, verses 11 through 15 says the enemy's been stripped of all of his authority and all of his power. And it's only when we begin to believe the circumstantial evidence and the uh, illumination to our eyes and the amplification to our ears of what we're going through. And this is what he's doing to try to get you to pay attention to the storm instead of paying attention to the Prince of Peace. We got to behold the lamb again. We got to behold the savior again. We got to take our eyes off of what we're going through and put it on the Prince of Peace and the God of Peace. And when you do, when you're excellent, what does that mean to be excellent at what is good? It doesn't mean you're crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's. You have faith in what Jesus did. Your exactly. faith is in what Jesus exactly. has already done. This is the good work. This is the work of faith, believing. In the garden, it wasn't disobedience that destroyed everything. It was believing another voice. It was believing another source. It was believing and doubting. Doubt and unbelief are the greatest scourge on everything. And, and when he says to the, to the disciples when they're in the boat, and they're, they're, they feel like they're being capsized, they feel that the storm's greater than the, than the God of peace in the boat, he wakes up. They wake him, they shake him, and they say, don't you care that we're perishing? And he said, oligopistus, which means ye of a short burst of faith. It wasn't mass or size. It wasn't mass or quantity of faith. It was a short burst. It was a time engagement. It, it, you, you, you saw, you believed when I was feeding the four or 5,000 people, uh, you know, with, 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 with little to next to nothing. I created, you've seen me heal and raise the dead and everything else. You forget we sometimes, and, and I'm not blaming us or you, because Paul the Apostle says, the things I want to do, I don't do. But the things I don't want to do, I find myself can do, continue doing. He said, oh, this wretched flesh. Sometimes we forget in the midst of the storm. And I just want to say, Father God, 
I, I speak peace to the storm. I just, we just, we're, Dean and here and I are on here today to bring this, this dome and this, and this reconciliation of peace to you and begin to, the the holy breath of God, just blow away all the confusion. I just release light into your darkness right now. And I thank God that every yam that says yam is, is being disrupted and displaced from your life in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Well, we got probably got just a few, a few more minutes on here. I don't know how long actually we're on on this one right now, but um, I'm pretty sure we're about the half an hour mark. But yeah, it's I think, fantastic. I, I think we've delivered what needs to be delivered. It, uh, fear not. Yeah. I bring you good news, glad tidings of great joy. The infrastructure, the gospel of peace. Wow. He's going to lead us in the way of peace. Our feet are to be shed, uh, sh shod with the gospel of peace. And we have made that an evangelistic verse. Always be ready to share your faith wherever you go. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. I would say first, yeah. don't leave home without this. Oh, come on. Carry this understanding wow. that God has established his peace with you everywhere. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to share a gospel that doesn't bring people into that fullness of peace. Yeah. You've got to know it's a new game. It's a new day. Yeah. People even listening might be challenged. They might be like, yeah, but what about this, that, or the other? I just challenge you. Do a study. Listen to some of our other podcasts. Uh, uh, go get some other materials and see most of what you might be struggling with is when you try to frame your relationship to God right. under the yeah. terms of the old covenant, right? This is a different covenant. It's a different, there's new rules for a new covenant. And when we do that, that destroys the power to produce chaos in our lives. Yeah. The chaos of always striving to please God, feeling like he could be angry with us, that we could be cast out at any moment that that uh, if, if if you're feeling that strife Isaiah 54 says that's not from God under the covenant of peace yeah and so the angels are announcing in this season come on now you have the ability to receive something that could reorient your life you could put on a different set of shoes and the steps you take from this point forward could walk the ways of peace you could be settled in your soul. The infrastructure of righteousness can get established because Isaiah 53 satisfies everything that you could not achieve with God on your own. You accept that free gift. You say yes and thank you. And all of a sudden, it's good news of great joy that you live out of. You live out of the, the, the knowledge that he has brought peace to your earth this earth peace to your earth and this earth and vessel that's right and he is pleased with you amen well you can go back and and october 18th dean briggs and i uh start our four-part series together it's called dismantling karmic christianity the next one is called eradication of old covenant systematic strongholds the third one is unyoking from the curse of the law to live the new creation reality 
And, and then the, the last one that we did together is the absolute superiority of the new covenant. The absolute superiority it. of the new covenant. Those four, those four, you need to go over those several times, actually. And they will really be able to help you uh, to step out of the condemnation of the old covenant and the, on, on, from Mount Sinai to get to Mount Zion and receive and receive the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living that he wants to give to you right now. The promises of God are still yes and amen to them that believe. It's all about your belief. Now, what do you believe? Whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the report of the Lord or the circumstantial evidence in the temporary realm? Are you going to believe the newscast? Are you going to believe that, da, 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 whatever your, your source of which this fear is coming into your life, shut that off. But more importantly, turn on the grace and power of God and receive your inner workings of peace. And I'm going to, I'm going to just, the last scripture I want to read to you today uh, is found in, this is the Holy, Holy Spirit promise. In, in Acts chapter one, verse four, it says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded, this is the 40th day. This is the day before he's taken up into heaven. And this is the 40th day. And, and, and he says, be, being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the father. Don't depart from the city of peace. Don't depart from your peace. In the midst of your peace is the place where you receive power. Amen. It's because of the covenant of peace. Amen. Right. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. This is the ultimate Merry Christmas. This is the ultimate Merry Christmas. And the best gift I received of the best gift that the father ever received is the peace that passes all understanding. Dean, I've walked through betrayal. I've walked through all kinds of different things, heart attacks, that, 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 that. I'll won't get into it. But I'll tell you, I have had peace in the midst of it all. What a Christmas present that we release to you today. Amen. Woo! Love you, Barry. Okay, Dean, how can people get in contact with you? DeanBriggs.com. Uh, if they want a, a free gift, uh, about the new covenant as we've been talking about it then go to uh, go.deanbriggs.com go.deanbriggs.com chat there go ahead say that again dean sorry go.deanbriggs.com slash new covenant amen and they can download a free book uh, uh about that but deanbriggs.com will get so you what's there. the book on what's the free book on total superiority of the new covenant the total superior. It's such a liberating thing. So actually, you know what, Dean, I lied. I'm, I'm, I got to, I got to ask you one more question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is a hard question. Are you ready? Oh boy. Okay. So if I never do another thing for God, I'm still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because of my faith in the blood of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit came into my life and I became one with him. But if I don't do one other thing, am I still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? That's absolutely. You okay. cannot you can't he cannot love you more and he will not love you less right so what happens when you hear words from prophets that say there's a window of opportunity that if you don't seize this opportunity within the window of the opportunity and and also there's times you know that's kind of part of this other part that i want to say there are times when when th there's a moment of visitation where he wants to give you elevation 
and 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 sometimes we miss it. So how do we how do we balance those two different? Yeah, I think the I think the yeah. one is an eternal reality built on covenant. Yeah, uh, and and the truth is. You will continue to, if that is really true, and you have received it at that level, yeah. that the now we now we're back to Galatians five. Walk in the spirit; you won't satisfy the desires of the flesh. That yeah. kind of life in the spirit that receives that revelation and lives out of it is going to be led by the Spirit of God yeah. into deeper and deeper fruitfulness and works. You can't actually. I know you're doing it as a thought experiment, yeah. but you can't actually. Uh, possess that quality that you just described and, and live not. a static life. Right. And it's so a, that covenantal reality yeah. is an internal possession that manifests in works of faith uh, uh, in our lives where we respond to the spirit of God. It's like Ezekiel chapter 36. It says, yeah, chapter 36, it says, I will put my spirit in, in, in them and I will cause them to keep. And so he, ladies and gentlemen, he cannot reject himself. That's why he put himself in you. He cannot reject himself. And so um, he, his spirit is in you. And when you have that life of the spirit, so it's just going to be, it's, it's that intimate experiential relationship with God. You can't help yourself, but just be walking in tune and in beat and you begin to fulfill uh, the dream of God. So it's, which uh, I, I don't want to use the word serendipitous, but um, it, it seems like it's in tandem. It just works in tandem. It's, like it's synergistic thing. for synergistic. sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Well, that maybe teed us up for another talk at another time. And I'm so grateful for you, Dean Briggs. Thank you. Thank, I thank God for the mind. I thank you for the grace upon your life that you've received because of uh, the things you've walked through and you've had to be determined to uh, go to the next level. And God's giving you that grace. And I'm just so grateful for the grace of God on your life that, that we've been able to just present to the people today. I hope you've been blessed today. I know you've been blessed today. And I, on behalf of Barry Miracle and Wake Up Into Your Dream, I want to bless you this Christmas season and that you would just enjoy the presence of God and the peace that passes all understanding. Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas, Dean. And have a great week. Have a great Merry season. Christmas. Thank you, Barry. Yeah. And so if you want more materials, you can go to www.barrymiracle.ca and uh, you can sow a seed there if you are enjoying and you want to partner with us anyway. Bless you guys. And also with Dean, how can people, where can they bless you? Where can they sow a seed into your life? If they want to give, they can give uh, at uh, paypal.me, paypal.me slash Dean Briggs Ministries, plural paypal.me slash Dean Briggs Ministries. If somebody could write that on the on the um, the chat here. Uh, so on podcast, I, I love you guys. Until next week, Barry Miracle signing off. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend, Tony Fitzgerald would say, you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live. 
in the future and uh, you could just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.